Uh, this is a petrifying question. <laughs> Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to a very special episode of Deep Night Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie, and with me as always is the other co-host of this fine program, Dr. Kirby Hossman, also known as the squadron leader of Stick Up Wall Calendars. Kirby, how the hell are you? I'm doing fantastic. So one of the things I would say is I really like just going to one of those, and that one was a good one. So great job. How are you, man? I'm doing great. As it turns out, I am actually in the state of Ohio. I'm staying at the Promo B&B property with a good friend of ours, the Vice Admiral of Vacuum Sealed Tumblers, Dana Zezzo, who is joining us on this fine program. Dana Zezzo, how the hell are you? I am amazed at the intros you guys do. So, as, as listeners of this program know, the Deep Night versions, we are all always having a cocktail. I know that uh, Dana and I are having Gentleman Jack Daniels and Ginger Ale. Perfect. Kirby, what are you enjoying this evening? I am actually having a Mad Marshall IPA from Hossman Brewing, but I think that the idea that you guys are having a Gentleman Jack is perfect, because if there are not two finer gentlemen in the industry, so good stuff. Well, when I think of gentlemen in the industry, you know who I think of, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? That'd be the good people at Common Skew who sponsor this fine platinum-level broadcast. You know, we talk a lot about Common Skew and the great things that they do in the industry. I think one of the favorite things I have as being part of Common Skew is the incredible ecosystem that supports promotional products entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. that thriving online community that connects with other distributors on the platform. They have that great content, the empowering events, the integrations with accounting, the product search, e-commerce applications. Commiscue really is the only application as a distributor you need to take your business to the next level in this year. I'm sure you would agree, wouldn't you? I 100% agree, and I agree that that is one of the best selling points about the platform. So if you're interested in exploring the Commiscue community, and frankly, if you're not, please go ahead and turn off this podcast. (laughs) But assuming that you are, go ahead and learn more at commonskew.com slash unscripted. Dana, will they be sorry that they did? They will. No, they won't. (laughs) No. 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 Let's try that again. So go ahead. If you'd like to learn more about Commiscue, go to commiscue.com backslash unscripted. Dana, will they be sorry that they did? They will not be sorry if they go. Excellent. That's correct. They will not be sorry. So (laughs) welcome to the program, Dana. Uh, Wow. And here's the the thing. We don't edit that out. This really is an unedited program, folks. So, all right. So Kirby, um, I think we spoke before. We don't know what topics we have, but we are going to uh, do the heavy lifting on topics, and Dana is going to chime in. So, Kirby, do you have a topic to start us off with today? Yeah, I do. Um, You know, obviously, I think a lot of us um, in the marketing and branding world, we do marketing and branding through Facebook and other social media platforms. And so, honestly, I wanted to 
get both you and Dana's thoughts about the idea of the, the giant Facebook privacy issues. Um, they're saying, what, 87 million people have been affected by the data breach. And mm-hmm. I'm curious to know sort of – I have a, an interesting take on this, I think, in the sense that I'm not sure I'm freaking out about it. And okay. I'm curious to know what you guys think about it and what you think – next steps are for most people. Dana, do you want to go first or do you want me to go ahead and fire off a shot? All right, yeah, sure. I, I would have to agree with Kirby on this one. Uh, I'm, I'm not really freaked out. Um, I think that um, there's a lot of stuff happens at another level that, um, you know, it's not going to, I might be a little bit naive that it's not going to allow that many people to be, Affected. I mean, I, ch- I checked my bank account this morning. It was the same as it was uh, before the news. I, w- I wouldn't <laughs> check it now because it's a little less. <laughs> um, I'm with you, Kirby. Um, I- I'm I'm not freaking out. Yeah. Bill? Um, I'd love to tell you I'm freaking out, but I think when you join an online community, whether you realize it or not, you kind of tacitly agree I am sharing personal information and I really am losing control over it. So um, when I saw the stories break, my immediate thought was, well, yeah, I thought that was already kind of happening. Um, so I, I didn't. I don't see the big deal with it because, again, I'm a big believer that there's a cost to everything, whether you pay money or not. I don't pay money to use Facebook. I don't use a, a quarter every time I log on to Facebook. But there is a price that's exacted, and that's my data. And, and that's the exchange, right? That's the value exchange. I get a free service that I get to connect with people across the country, across the world, that maybe I haven't spoken to or seen in, in years, maybe even decades. But the price is they get my data. And I think I've, at least me personally, I've implicitly agreed to that. So it's a little upsetting, I suppose, but it's nothing to uh, to get get really upset about in a big, bad way. What about you, Kirby? I think you're kind of on the same uh, same wavelength. We all are. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I, you know, when whenever privacy settings are all set up, I'm, I, I kind of am transparent. I, I put all my life out there to a degree. Um, and so the idea that, I'd have privacy in that way is laughable. Um, Now, you know, obviously when you're talking about uh, breaking into other areas where you have uh, checkbooks and, you know, that sort of thing, I think it's different. But at the end of the day, I very publicly share my life um, and I do it through content and video and all that sort of thing. And so the idea that somehow Mark Zuckerberg is in charge of my privacy is strange to me. And I, I right. so I, I think that's the piece that's interesting, but I, I think it is appropriate because uh, just currently in the 24 hour news cycle, uh, that Mark Zuckerberg is the person that the piranhas are circling around. And so I, I thought it was appropriate to at least get people's take on. Now, I, I, I think your point is, is well made. Again, it's that you're getting something for free, but there's a cost to it. And, and if you don't recognize that, you're probably a little more naive than you really want to be. Well, again, I, I just keep coming back to people who share things. Quite honestly, <laughs> I question why and how a lot of people do share those things. But it seems like those folks who don't understand that are the ones that are most taken aback by the fact that their data has been breached. No, to- totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. I think all three of us are on the same page. So... 
Uh, Dana, anything you want to add to that before we go to the next topic that you have no idea what we're talking about? <laughs> the only thing I think I would add now that I've heard the commentary of both of you would be, I think that I want to be marketed to more along the lines of my interest. Mm. So if it's sharing my patterns and what I look at and the where I go and where I, what I like and what I comment on, that's the whole point. Yeah, I want to see if they can compulate that data into some kind of marketing formula for the companies that match that to market to me, that's actually what I want. Yeah, I actually that's agree with that. that. Well, that's a very interesting take. So, Dana, you don't get kind of creeped out when you're looking on Amazon for something and then you open up a new tab in your browser and all of a sudden you're seeing Google ads for the same product. That doesn't creep you out at all? No. Well, and I think at the end of the day, to agree with Dana, it's been happening so long that if you didn't notice it up till now, you are wildly naive. And you know what I mean? Like, so it's one of those things that all of these companies are doing. And I think it's interesting to Dana's point that he's actually excited about it. They're not advertising feminine hygiene products to him. They're sending him camping gear. I don't know. I've been told I PMS once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> By Bill, I'm sure. <laughs> well, on that note, we'll go to another topic. So I wanted to talk to both of you. Uh, it was interesting because we knew Dana would be on uh, the broadcast this week, and he's a good friend of both both you and I, Kirby. Um, all of us have volunteered in the industry on some level or another for many, many years. I wanted to ask you guys from just a – perspective of doing business how important is it to volunteer in the industry to give back to new people joining the industry and i'm going to throw it to dana first wow that's a, that's a big one i would say um it is 1000 percent important um there is no way i would be where i am today uh without that interaction that i gave through my career of giving back and then the industry supporting me and um, getting that opportunity to share my beliefs and how I thought I could make a change. So I think that anybody young in the industry that's aspiring to move through the, the, the chain or the chain of commands or the hierarchy of, a, of, of the world, whether it be the supplier or distributor side, I think it's 1,000%. And it's in my organization... It's, it's as close to mandatory without being a policy as there can be. Um, we encourage all of our younger reps to get involved in the regional associations and the industry, um, and whether it be Promo Kitchen or whatever, we encourage that, we support that, we allow the time for it, um, because it is, it is the right thing to do. Um, the industry, it, it needs to take care of itself. Um, and it's only going to do that with the people with the right, with the right mind um, and attitude towards the industry that want to perpetuate it and, and and help it grow and mature and bring in new people and help rejuvenate older people and all of the everything in between. I think it's super important. That's a great that's a great take, Dana. I I, I love that. How about you, Kirby? So, you know, I think it's interesting. It would be it would be difficult to argue that volunteering in the industry is important. 
But what the things I would say is it takes on different forms because I think we think of volunteering in the industry and you think of PPAI, you think of regionals, you think of Promo Kitchen, which, you know, obviously mm-hmm. all three of us have been a part of at one one point or another. And those are really good. But, you know, it's funny, early on when my distributor was di- distributorship was kind of taking shape, there was a point at which I sort of felt like I was on an island by myself. I, I thought I was the only one who thought the way I did. And you make connections here and there. And I'll tell you, one of the ways that people helped me, uh, Mark Graham comes to mind, is that he was really good at just connecting me to other people. And I was like, okay, I'm not alone. Now, in that way, he wasn't quote unquote a mentor. There wasn't anything formulated about it. But he just found time to connect me with the Bill Petries of the world, the Dana Zez of the, of the world, the Danny Rosens of the world. And in that way he helped sort of mentor me, if that makes any sense. It wasn't anything formulated. And I think there are ways to raise the level of the industry without it being organized. No, I, I, Kirby, that's a great point. I mean, and, and Mark is a great connector of people. Dana Rosen's a great connector of people. Dana Zezzo, who's in another room in this fine building I'm in right now, also great connector. And I think you can volunteer in many, many different ways. It doesn't have to be a formal way. I I think you hit something that uh, I don't think I thought about when I asked this question, that it doesn't have to be through a formal organization. It's just, it's caring, right? Mm, It's caring about the next generation of professionals that are going to move the promotional products industry into the next two, three, four decades. Mm. And, you know, I, I think I'm... Dana and I are probably fighting for the oldest person on this podcast. But we're, we're both in our we're both in our late forties, and, and Kirby, I think you're seven, you're, you're seventy three. Um, so you're you're kind of at the tail end of your career. No, I'm kidding. I think Kirby, you're forty three or forty two. But I mean, the the young guns are coming up, and we it's our responsibility to kind of send that elevator back down and help them as much as we we can. And so I just. Like I said, I, I think it's important to have that kind of conversation. And again, not to be the redundant man of redundancy, but I think what you hit on, Kirby, was perfect. It doesn't have to be this formal thing through a regional, although that's great, or through PPAI, also great, or through a, comp- uh, a place like Promo Kitchen, also great. It can be just, hey, I recognize someone who might need some help, and I want to help them there. For sure. Yeah, I, I, and again, I think all of those are important. All right, Kirby, you got another topic for us before we go into a very wheels-off version of fill-in-the-blank? Yeah, so here's one that uh, this is, and I, I certainly have opinions on this, but I because I knew that the three of us would be together, here's one that I want, and, and I'm going to give it to Bill first to give Dana a chance to chew on this a little bit. So I had um, a supplier join us in the office in Coshocton today, and we've got another one tomorrow. And so here's my question to you, and I guess it'd be a question to you, and then as we move forward with the audience, do supplier visits to distributors actually result in sales? They can, but they don't, it's not an automatic. Um, I am, I have very convicted thoughts on this. Okay. It has to be a value add. I am not a fan of the quote unquote lunch and learn where a supplier, and I think I've said this on this broadcast before, but I'll say it again. 
where a supplier shows up, brings pizza, brings Caesar salad for the people who don't like pizza. <laughs> Everybody sits around the conference room. We pass around the products. Ooh, we touch it. Ooh, we feel it. Doesn't this look nice? This is new. This is awesome. All right, let me pack my shit up and go. And I'm going to call my manager on the way out and say, man, I just had a great meeting at, at Distributor X. And the orders are probably going to roll in over the next few weeks. Those things I don't think work in general. When you have pointed conversations, and I, I, I saw that, uh, you had someone, I think it was from Gold Star in today, if I remember correctly. Correct. And um, I think when you have conversations about, hey, here's my, from a distributor's perspective, here's my clients. I need to figure out a way to bring value to them. And the supplier can say, okay, here are the products I think work best for you. That's where I think magic happens. That's where I think those type of things absolutely work like nobody's business. This is still very much a relationship-driven business. And so the more you can have meaningful contact with your distributor partners, because that's your sales force. And right. Dana, I'm, I'm sure, will echo that or he'll at least chime in on it here in a second. That's your sales force. So the more meaningful dialogue you can have with your sales force, which is the distributors in your territory, the better off you are. If it's not meaningful dialogue, if it's just to show up and throw up, not interested. Dana, let's hear your take. <laughs> Well, to the guy with the million and a half dollar payroll and salespeople that make calls every day, uh, mm-hmm. this is a petrifying question. Um, if, yeah. if, if, which is, by the way, is why I asked the question. Uh, if it, if it, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that the relationship, what happens and what the supplier rep of today should bring is become the conduit between the distributor and the supplier. They have a, an amazing place where they can look left and look right. And they know what the distributor needs, and they also know the know the the say the guardrails of the supplier. And a great rep actually can get sales with a call if they work and and marry those two up. If they look what the distributor needs and they know what the the resources they can use to activate a selling process. Um, with with the resources that are being provided by the supplier, I think they can generate a sale pretty quickly. But I think in the big picture, uh, I don't look at a rep to drive sales on every call. I'm I'm not calling a rep. I'm not having my managers call reps and say, "What order did it call? What order did you cause?" I think I want to make sure. My goal would be that if I called you up, Kirby, um, you know, I I create. You know, I manage the sales, I create all the marketing, and I run PD. I all I want for that investment into those feet that those feet on the street is to be able to call Kirby at any given moment and say, Kirby, tell me about my company, and mm-hmm. and Kirby be able to answer it as if you worked here. Mm-hmm. Sales will come naturally if that's happening. If I call any distributor and they don't know who we are as a company, the rep failed. So I don't sure. I don't look to the rep to drive orders. I look to the rep to cause the knowledge and the and the and the 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 glue between the distributorship and the suppliership. That's what that's my goal. No, I like that. I like that. So it's interesting. Um, 
So, what do you think about that, Kirby? Agree? Or no? It's it's funny because it Bill's on mute, and so I'll jump in. So, <laughs> here's what I will say: is I actually think it's interesting. I think you guys are both right to a degree, but here, as the person who is being called on, right, like as the distributor in today's world, I would say I I actually disagree a little. And here's what in to a different way than you probably think. I actually absolutely think that supplier calls cause sales. I 100% think they do. Um, and now maybe I'll, I'll throw the caveat in that being a, a distributor in Coshocton, Ohio, we are not on the beaten path, right? And right. so when someone invests the time and effort to come and see us, we really try to give them our time, attention, whatever. Gold Star came and saw us today and they did a really nice job. And, and quite frankly, it was it was one of those times where I got a chance to look at that line differently than I had in a while. And from my perspective, that's unbelievably valuable because especially creative distributors are going to start looking at it and going, oh, hey, what about this for this client? What about this for this client? And it creates top of mind awareness. I know it's a different kind of sales call because you're not walking in and I'm just going to buy um, um, you know, a thousand Viking tumblers because I'm not ultimately the customer. But when Jeff, you know, my rep from you, comes in and does a great job of showing me new ideas, I can't imagine that it doesn't translate into sales. So I believe it absolutely does. So that's my take on it. Well, and, and I'll just chime back in. Again, I think it does when done the right way. And I think Gold Star does a great job. I think Dana's team does a great job. And, you know, Kirby, you bring a great, great point with our good friends at Gold Star. Would you like to know what that is? What's that, Bill? Thank you very much, Kirby. You know, they are a sponsor for Fill in the Blank, and they are so on trend, not only with decoration, but with style. And I'm sure your rep with Gold Star went over the greatness that is that ever smooth ink. Did he talk about that today? Of course he did, Bill. Because it combines the best benefits of a gel and a ball ballpoint. I mean, seriously, that's like chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than a gel and a belt ballpoint. So... With that all-inclusive pricing, that free ground shipping, there's no better place to get a writing instrument than your good friends at Gold Star Pens. So if you're interested, go to goldstarpens.com slash unscripted. Dana, will they be sorry they did? They will not be sorry. This is tough for me. This is tough for me. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Appreciate Excellent. you jumping on. So I, I have to, before we jump into fill in the blank, so while Dana was giving his last answer, I walked out of the bedroom where I'm. I'm we're, we're kind of sequestered in separate rooms here, so we don't have a weird echo. And Dana's talking, and he kind of sees me out of the corner of his eye, and I'm like, yeah, keep talking. I fixed myself another drink. And he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, just walking like nobody's business broadcast going on. But it's all right. It's all right. You know, so, Jack Daniels has that kind of draw. It can pull you away from anything. You know, yeah. so our proud sponsors at Jack Daniels, that's who I'd like to thank. <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question, Dana. If our friends on the podcast go to their local beverage emporium and buy a bottle of Jack Daniels, uh, would they be sorry that they did? They will absolutely not be sorry they did. <laughs> okay, excellent. See, he's getting better. I'm getting better. He is. <laughs> hey, yeah, we're, we're we're training a new broadcaster here. No, Kirby, Kirby, and would you say that Dane is doing a great job? He's doing a fantastic. job. This is a lot right, of pressure. So, <laughs> all right, so we're gonna play a little fill in the blank. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start, and I'm gonna give Dana my first one. So oh, Dana, boy. no, I wrote this one just for you. The most exotic thing you've ever eaten is blank. 
Ostrich. Okay. <laughs> and how? Expand a little on that. What did it taste like? Was it good? Was it bad? It was amazing. It was an ostrich burger. It's it's great. But you're asking the guy who's eaten just about anything with that they, you can put on a grill. So that's why I wrote this particular <laughs> film a blank for you. <laughs> this weekend has um, has a painted doll sheep on the menu. By the way. What? Yeah. What? This week. Okay, hold on. If you could see Kirby and I, and we're we're about three hundred miles from each other, both of us had giant question marks form over our head as you said that. Did you say doll sheep? Yeah, painted doll sheep, or painted desert sheep, actually, to be technical. It's a painted desert sheep's on the menu this this weekend at our house. All right. <laughs> okay. So Dana, do you have a fill in the blank you'd like to ask either me or Kirby? I do. This one's going to go out to Kirby. You ready? Yeah. Kirby, if you were stranded on an island, what style of underwear would you have to have unlimited quantity of is? Oh, I would be commando. So. <laughs> Whoa! 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 We just had our first naked reference here on Unscripted, courtesy of Dr. Oh. Dana Zezzo, the Vice Admiral of Vacuum Sealed Tumblers. Kirby, how are you going to respond to that? No, I, I mean, I, I guess I would just say that, you know, if I'm on a deserted island, underwear is probably going to be the least of my concern. So I would trade underwear for many uh, different items, including rum. But uh, I would say that, uh, you know, that's not a that's not a big concern of mine. I'm 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 comfortable in any uh, any kind of underwear. I'm good. Get- Words cannot describe how tense I am right oh. now with this conversation. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, Kirby, your shot. What do you got? Okay, Dear Dana. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'd actually like to hear from both of you. We'll start with Bill. Okay. So historically speaking, yes, your sir. favorite sitcom of all time is. I'm going to have to go with MASH. Hmm, okay. MASH. As a child of the late 70s and early 80s, I always had an affinity for MASH. I always had an affinity for Hawkeye and the pranks he would play on uh, you know, the other doctors. I also had an affinity for the gin still he had in the swamp, <laughs> which was his tent. So I'm going to go with MASH. Dana, what say you? This is interesting because I'm not a TV guy at all. Um, obviously, culturally, TV had a big impact on all of our lives, you know, so you grew up. But I think, um, man, sitcoms. I mean, my my show that watches uh, the Triple D, but that's not a sitcom, is it? <laughs> I don't even know what the Triple D is. Uh, dives. He's saying diners, drive-ins, and dives. Okay. <laughs> No, that's not a sitcom unless you're laughing at his hair or very flamed shirts. Either one, then that's a sitcom. Come on. What do you think? Mork and Mindy? Dana, is oh, that Mark you? And, Mork and Mindy? Mork and Mindy was good. Um, good Lord. Yeah. Between MASH and Mork and Mindy, could you two be older? Well, well hang on. We get Three's Company? Three's Company? Okay. I mean, we can keep going here. We can date ourselves okay. like crazy. <laughs> okay. Three's Company. I, will, I promise never to ask these questions again. Bill, your turn. I guess if in retrospect, I might have gone with Seinfeld. So, anyway, yeah, sure. I, I, I I'm hanging my head in shame <laughs> at my answer. I'm out. So I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm out. out. I'm, I'm waiting for either of you two to say the what is it? The Moonlighters or whatever. <laughs> That'd be the Honeymooners. Yeah, whatever. Or Bonanza. See, again, before my time. Yeah, Bonanza. Okay. Okay. Bonanza's not a <laughs> sitcom. <laughs> Rolling on. Holy cow! This is falling off the rails very quickly okay so um i'd like both of your uh answers on this 
your least favorite time of day is. Dana Zezo, start with you. Least favorite time of day. Um. Oh my gosh, I don't really have one. I love the day. You're overthinking. <laughs> I lo- What's your least favorite time of day? Oh Go. Noon. All right. Noon. Uh, do you want to expand on that? <laughs> well, yeah, because I, 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 I'm a, I love mornings because I love easing my way into the day with coffee and kind of getting organized and the things you do to prep. And uh, I don't mind the end of the day because you wrap up a work day and you know things are you know whether you, I, I spend a lot of time in the outdoors after the work day or or, or a good meal. So like. I, the world to me revolves around food. I mean, I love morning because of breakfast. I love midday because of lunch, and I love the evening because of dinner. Like that's why oh, it's yeah. hard for me. Maybe okay. it's like no- noon. It is <laughs> noon. It is. Uh, Kirby, what say you? Uh, my, my least favorite time of day it would have to be two thirty in the afternoon. Two thirty. Very specific. Hold on. Very specific, and I like it. Yeah. Well, because it's the time of day that I've had a, a decent lunch. It's you know you've dug back into your work, and it's the time of day that I'm like, you know what, uh, Mountain Dew or something to get me going again is because I start to hit that kind of you know food coma after lunch and so for and I am not a person you guys both know me I'm pretty high energy and so whenever I start to get tired it pisses me off quite frankly and so that would be the time of day that I occasionally do kind of nod off in concentration so 2 30 that time of day that's that's my least favorite well well we know you're high maintenance and high energy <laughs> so thank you for that Dana, you've got the last. Okay, you ready? Fill in the blank one, for us. For, Go ahead, fire away. This one's for Bill. And uh, thank you, Gold Star, again for sponsoring Fill in the Blank. All right, you ready? Here we go. When grilling a steak, I dream about blank. But then when I eating it, hang on. But then when I go <laughs> back into the house, my thoughts turn to blank. Oh, a double fill in the blank. Boom, boom. All right, so, so when I'm grilling a steak, I think about eating it, and when I walk back in the house. I think about getting the beverage I had left outside while I was grilling <laughs> said steak. So <laughs> that's, I, I'd like to tell you that's not generally what happens, but sadly that is what happens. But I'll tell you what, boys, do you know what happens when you partner with Comiskey? What's that, Bill? Kirby, you have partnered with the people who can help you grow your distributor business like nobody else. And I'll tell you, if you would like to learn more, and frankly, if you don't, you're really missing the boat, go ahead and go to commonskew.com slash unscripted. Dana Zezo, would they be sorry that they did? He's muted. He is nodding. He's <laughs> muted. He's nodding his head no. I'm just so afraid to answer it wrong. I don't know what to do. <laughs> they will not be sorry they did, Bill. No, they will not be sorry they did because... There is no better way to grow your distributor business than to partner with Comiskey because they really do have a great platform. All joking aside, they really do have a great platform um, with supplier partners, with a social feed, and with great content to really help you elevate your game. So thank you for, if you've made it through 30 minutes and four seconds of this broadcast, thank you very much. Uh, On behalf of Kirby Hossman and the good... Good Vice Admiral of Vacuum Sealed Tumblers, Dana Zezo, we thank you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.